Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. In November 2019, Nayuka Gori guest-curated a Queer Stories event at the Melba Spiegel Tent, hosting it just four days before giving birth to their beautiful twins. Nayuka is a Gunai Kurnai, Gudich Mara, Wiradjuri and Yorta Yorta writer who's been published widely. They were a Wheeler Centre Next Chapter recipient in 2018 and they've written for TV including Black Comedy, Get Kraken and The Heights. Oh my God, hello. My name's Nayuka Gori. I curated tonight. Tonight's an all-black lineup, and I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really excited to be able to do this. So thank you all for coming. Uh, next up, we have Ani Denise McGuinness. Um, Ani Denise is a Gunajmara, Yorta Yorta and Bradbury woman who has lived here in Melbourne her entire life, and she's a proud mum um, of Robert, Chantal and Dawn. And she's also a grandmother as well. Um, she works in community health at the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service. We're really, really lucky to have Annie Denise here tonight. Um, she's bloody hilarious. Please give it up for Annie Denise. Um, I'm Denise. I'm a single mother of three children. I raised my kids on my own. Their father was never involved, so we call him the donor. Parties, festivals, all my friends ring me up and they ask, are you coming out, Mac? I came out when I was 30. I thought they already knew. <laughs> Few people have said that they've seen me before. Yes, I was on Australia's Next Top Model. <laughs> I actually got into comedy um, through accident. Like, there was an email at work and it said, can you make someone laugh for five minutes? I thought... Yeah, blackfella's got the best humour, you know. We don't even have to talk, we just nod, you know. <laughs> so I was working at the health centre and um, never been to a comedy workshop before. And I didn't know you meant to go there with, your, you know, skit. You meant to go there with five minutes. And I walked in and Judith Lucy was sitting there. I thought, great. And she goes, oh, Denise, you're up, um, where's your five minutes? I said, I haven't even got two minutes, Judith. I'll just come here for the feed. <laughs> and we ended up, um, my daughter came with me because at that time, ten years ago, she was working at reception. You know, black fella orgs, all nepotism and got the whole family there. <laughs> hey, that's all right. And um, so she come with me and Judith said... Well, just tell us a little yarn. And so I said, all right, I'll go to the toilet, because, you know, you think a lot when you're in the toilet. <laughs> People even take their iPads in the toilet, eh? Like, oh, I pooed. And um, <laughs> Dawn followed me, and I said, you know, for comedy, why do they call it stand-up comedy? Do you have to stand up? And Judith said, no, you can lay down on the ground, you know, do anything. Like, and she suggested that Dawn follow me on the stage. So um, we ended up putting a little skit together and we um, won the semi-finals 
Then we got through to the grand final. And the funny thing is um, my son was the only one that supported me. Because Shani was... um, Shani had the oldest grandson, Eli, and threatened me, you know. Mum, if you go in there, you know, you won't see your grandson. I thought, I'll bring child protection on you. Like there's, you love your kids, mate, but there's no love like a grandchild. Like, now I understand that. And um, I ended up winning it and Shani nearly threw Eli up on stage, eh? Like, and I asked him, I said, what, what was wrong with me going in the competition? They said that they were worried that no one would laugh and that I'll go home crusty and won't cook tea. I said, but that's when you come into it and you run around and you wet all the seats and everyone got to stand up and it looks like i got to stand an ovation. <laughs> yeah, um, Eli's ten soon and um, when he was born, Shani goes, Mum, what do you think of the name Eli, Eli Dennis? I said, yeah, I like it, but what about when the visitors come and they ask, where's the baby, Eli and Down? <laughs> and... Eli was recently, um, five years ago, when he was five, he was diagnosed with autism and he's that one where he remembers everything, you know. He's um, verbal, very verbal. He talks in his sleep. But he's one where he's got to have things lined up and collections, you know. It costs a lot of money. Them bloody ushies and that shit, me. <laughs> All them collecting things that the supermarkets do. And it was my turn to take him, um, well, I take him swimming. That's the um, thing we do. And then we go to Woolworths and he goes, Nan, have you got your list? I said, what list? He goes, your shopping list. He goes, i got mine. I said, where? He goes, in my head. He's just standing there remembering his list. He goes, but that's okay that you've got to write it down because you forget. <laughs> and we went swimming and... Two years ago, um, we had to put our 19-year-old chihuahua down and I didn't um, realise how much that chihuahua meant to me. Like, three times I had it booked in to get it put down and I wouldn't get it put down. But at the end, I knew it was time. And the owner, Dawn, the youngest daughter, she took off to the army and I had to make this decision to get this dog put down and they never leave you the grandkids, hey, they leave you the pets. The rabbits run away, this dog was dying. And I, oh, look, I couldn't leave the house, I went through depression. Couldn't even, wouldn't even check the mailbox. And then Eli goes, it was a few, um, it was a year later, Eli goes, Nan, you must be getting lonely now, eh? I said, what? He goes, lonely with Mickey gone. I said, how can I get lonely, Eli, when I've got you and Nate? He goes, I reckon it's time to get another dog. I said, Eli, Nan can't go through that again, mate. He goes, no, don't worry, Nan, you won't have to. By the time this dog gets old, you would have passed away. (laughs) And he looked at me, he goes, when are you passing away? (laughs) I said, I don't know, Eli, I could be here today, gone tomorrow, I don't know. And then Shani had to go out that night for netball function and she asked me to babysit. And this kid had me sitting up all night like I was on the night. I wouldn't go to sleep. (laughs) And his little brother, Nate, he's so cute and they're like chalk and cheese, you know, you have two opposite kids. 
And he sings out, Nan, come and tell this kid. So I run in there, see him fighting. I go, what? He goes, tell him. He wouldn't be if it wasn't for me. I said, what are you talking about, Eli? You're not the father. <laughs> he goes, well, how was he meant to get out if I didn't come out first? <laughs> and my son, Robert, he's a very talented dancer. Gets his moves from his mother, not the donor. And I've always tried to encourage him to go to NASA, the Indigenous Dance Company in Sydney, letting him know that his room's always there. He goes, nah, Mum, I'm going to Los Angeles. I said, oh, someone funding your trip. He goes, no, I'm saving. Judging from the fines on my kitchen bench, Rob can't save enough for a Met ticket next week. Before I had grandkids, when I was, you know, because I'm a responsible grandmother now, and... Um, we, there was a bunch of our, our girls, re, re, um, strong black women, that used to drink in the shed. And we thought, oh, what will we call ourselves? There were about eight of us thought the shed girls, you know, how original. And we were that tight, you know, like what happened in the shed or was said in the shed stayed in the shed. That was the rule or you were kicked out. And we'd drink all night, you know. The kids were fed in that, like they were right. And um, I can tell you about this night because this happened on Smith Street when Bar called Barry's open there. And we run out of grog and so we thought, oh, we'll head in the bench in the Fitzroy. And as the black women do, no matter how packed it is, Tarnine, hey, you just all walk in, take over. And the, the dance floor was packed. And this other girl, white girl, you know, you know how you do the little individual dance, you know, and come back? Well, when she bumped her, she wanted to fight this sister girl. She started at first. I don't believe in violence. So we fought her and then the other one come, you know, big all in brawl. We had to fight them. <laughs> we won, of course. But then um, we went back to our little booth like that and we started... Um, fixing up our hair and that, because this fella was walking around with a camera. He goes, hey, can I take your girl's photo? We're there, yeah, doing the Facebook pose, you know, <laughs> like that. And I asked him, I said, what local paper that's going in? He goes, it's not, it's going at the front door. Next time you girls won't be allowed to in. <laughs> so on the way home, we, you know, back in those days, um, the drive through McDonald's, and... Um, this woman behind us kept bipping the horn. And we said, wait, ignorant, you know, we're trying to order feed. And uh, she kept bipping, bipping, we ignored her. But she come up to the window and she goes, hurry up now, come on. We said, yeah, wait. And we're still ordering. She goes, well, you might want to move up, you're talking into the bin. <laughs> so maybe we should have sh stayed in the shed. And like I said before, there's no love like a grandchild. And my mum died when she was 39 of a heart attack. So she never lived long enough to have children. And um, I thought, gee, I've got to start looking after myself, you know. I, my dream, as sad as it was, was to live to past 40. And so I went to boot camp and I was wild because, you know, there was older women like me, 30, <laughs> me and my sisters. And the father said, oh, come on, do these push-ups, you know. 
do you run? I said, do I look like a runner? I said, I run to the toilet two or three times a night. Does that count? And um, then that lovely present from the government came when I turned 50. And um, I thought it was country and western CDs. I was wrapped. I opened it up, it was that bloody bowel cancer, hey, where you got to get it tested. And I didn't do it. What not? And, um, but not long after that, I was very sick. And I've never been sick. Like, I've only been in hospital to have my children after them three bottles of wine. And um, this time, you know, I said, look, there's something wrong with me. I'm, you know, hot flushes and that. The one goes, oh, you're only going through menopause. I said, I went through men to stop. I stopped seeing men. Like, <laughs> and they wouldn't believe me. And I rang my daughter, the next of kin. She didn't answer the phone. Oh, it's mum again. I got rushed to hospital, straight in the theatre. And um, what they found was um, an old IUD, you know, the... Yeah, the copper IUD. I forgot to get it out after I had Dawn. So I was living inside for 25 years. That was poisoning me. And um, Dawn was off at the army. She had to drive back. And I wake up out of surgery and she's standing at the end of the bed. She goes, Mum, I've heard about hoarding, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm a hoarder. And then Shani's sitting there just reading That's Life. Oh, no wonder Dad kept chasing you. And um, she goes, you know, you, you, you had that in there for 25 years. And Shani's a real finance woman. She goes, Mum, imagine if you had a died. You would have been the first lesbian to die of a contraception. And the next day, um, the lady come in. She goes, oh, we're going to let you go home now, talking real loud. She goes, I'm just letting you know that we took the contraception out. We didn't put another one in. You might want to give it a rest. <laughs> Dawn goes, Mum, you're 50 now. You want to go get them checked? You want to go get that checked and that checked? You want to go get all your holes checked? And I thought, well, I went to work and they had on the side of the car, have you had your health checked? I was thinking of holistic health and trying to get it changed to have you had your holes checked. I'm Denise McGuinness. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.